We're having this chat today to preserve your own memories of the mental health and arts movement. The discussion is being recorded and you'll have a chance to listen back to this recording, making edits and approval and approve the final version before it's transcribed. We can stop the interview at any time if you feel the need to. This can be for any reason, however you're entitled to not give a reason to. I will be asking questions and as this interview is about you and your memories, I will be as silent as possible during your answers, but I'm still listening. Can I just ask whether you've had the chance to read the information sheet and that you've signed the consent form and recording agreement? Yes, I have. <laughs> Good. Okay. okay, so to get us started, I'd like to know a little bit about you and your background. So can you tell me your name and the year you were born? Yeah, my name is Jan Bert van den Berg. I was born in uh, 1960. And where did you grow up? I grew up in Holland, in uh, near The Hague. What's your professional or work background? Uh, I was trained as an artist and I've been working mostly, first of all as a practicing artist and then as somebody who organises arts projects and then latterly as director of Artlink. Can you tell me about the kind of art that you, that you do? Uh, I don't do any art anymore, but I used to do glass a long time ago. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was trained as a, as a as a glass designer. Could you tell me how you would describe your own relationship with mental health? Uh, my own relationship is that I'm, I experience mostly good mental health. Um, but have had family members who don't um, and obviously also in terms of work I come across people who uh, at points don't experience good mental health. Okay, um, now I'd like to have a chat about your involvement with the mental health and arts movement. So could you tell me when you first became involved with mental health and arts? Uh, First came in, became involved when I started working with Artlink um, and that was through a, a whole range of short-term projects um, which were part of the development of Artlink quite early on as a organisation that worked in communities and, and thought about and looked at um, people who experienced um, disadvantage, disability, um, obviously um, through that we also then became involved with people and, or support organisations that worked with people with enduring mental ill health. What was your work trying to achieve? I think at that point, a long time ago, that work was trying to achieve a very simple engagement involvement in a creative process. Um, I suppose partly because it was useful to myself, it had been useful to myself before, and also because I recognised that it, it may well be useful to others um, as, a, as, a, as a way of um, personally exploring a, a medium or a material um, rather than necessarily anything else at that point. 
What sort of activities would you do within your role at ArtLink? Um, Organising of projects, so developing of projects, so thinking around demands that might come at us and um, in, the, in the early days that was very much around other organisations so that might be uh, what was then called the National NSF, Schizophrenia Fellowship I think that was, which is now, it's not health and might, it's the other one. Um, which I can't remember the name of. Um, so it was very much thinking about uh, responding to other organisations who were supporting people with enduring mental ill health and, and seeing art as a as an important part of their programme, but not necessarily knowing in a way how to go about that apart from offering arts and crafts groups. Did you come across any challenges working with those other organisations? Uh, yes and no. Yes, there is a, there is an idea about what art is within that context. Um, there's also, uh, I suppose, issues that are still around, which are actually issues about how you resource that work, which is not seen as essential as perhaps other parts of the work, which might be um, support, giving benefits, advice. Um, giving emotional support and and to a certain extent sometimes rightly so um and sometimes it's it's our imagination in terms of how we in a way develop programs perhaps slight in a slightly broader way so um those kind of problems i don't know if they're problems but those issues still exist i don't think they are problems What impacted your involvement in ArtLink? What impacts that had on your own mental health? And you said you keep good mental health generally, um, but do you think it's it's had any impact? Uh, no, um, no, not necessarily. <laughs> no, I think I think if you're satisfied and 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 feel productive in what you do, then that supports your mental health. Uh, and I suppose I have to, the, the, the opportunity in a way, the, 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 the um, benefit of working in and doing something that I like doing. And I suppose um, that supports good mental health. Okay, next I'd like to cover public attitudes. So when you first started with ArtLink, yeah. How did the general public view mental health at the time? That's a big question. <laughs> That's a huge question. Uh, to which the answer is, I wouldn't really know. Um, I think there was less awareness of the issues around mental health. I'm not sure that, I have done, that has changed actually that much. We might say it has changed much. I'm not convinced it has changed massively. When you started uh, with ArtLink, how often did people speak about their mental health, both their own mental health and mental health more generally? What was the conversation around that at the time? It, 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 they're, quite, uh, they're quite interesting on um, slightly odd questions because they, uh, they, 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 
they make me think personally, but they also make me think organisationally. And I suppose, in a way, because we are engaging within particular areas of work, uh, the conversations were very much around, I suppose, issues around mental health within hospital context and within community context. So there was more of a focus, I suppose, and more of an awareness raising within ourselves as to what the issues were at that particular point um, to understand better how we could respond to that. Um, so it was also about kind of reflecting on what we, the, in a way, the limitations of what we knew at that point, and, and to some extent, again, the limitations of what we know now, because I don't pretend that we actually know that much more. I think we're more aware and, and feel more knowledgeable about the field. I don't think you can ever really understand something that you don't necessarily experience yourself on an ongoing basis. You you mentioned earlier that you don't necessarily think that public attitudes have changed that much, although no. we might say that they have. Um, can you go into that? Yeah, I, th- I suppose public awareness has changed a lot, so people are much more aware and it is much it, it, it is kind of there's greater exposure for it I'm not sure that that translate in translates into anything that concrete um, in terms of how how attitudes change so I think attitudes are are much more difficult to shift is I suppose what I've, I, I mean with that and attitudes take a much, much longer time to shift but there, there's also what I've actually said before is that if you don't experience something yourself, it is incredibly difficult to get into a frame of mind or to a context where you take on all of what that means rather than just understanding what some of that could mean. And I think mental health and mental health problems, mental ill health and all the different ways that that has been described um, means that you have something quite generic for a whole range of situations, a whole range of conditions, a whole range of of stresses, strains, anxieties that people might experience, but might experience for a whole range of different reasons. So some of that might be work stress and some of that might be um, an ongoing depressive illness they're totally different things and we, we, we tend to all lump them together into this one thing that we're now more aware of and that's why I'm sort of saying well, I'm not sure that's the case So that's why I'm saying I'm not sure that attitudes have changed dramatically and do you think although attitudes haven't changed do you think that people becoming more aware has that do you think that would have had any positive impacts on the lives of people I think I think absolutely I think awareness raising is the first is the first step so that is not to 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 say that that a whole range of things that have happened over the years haven't helped some of that has come and gone uh, and, and some of it has stuck, I suppose, more more consistently. And I think awareness raising is the first step. 
of people being more aware um, is, is first step in terms of changing attitudes. I just think changing attitudes is a long-term process and I think we should recognise it's a long-term process. Okay, I want to move on now to talk about community. So could you tell me about what sort of what sort of arts and mental health community existed at the time that you set up ArtLink? I'm not sure that a, a community existed at that point. I'm not that sure a community exists at this point. I think I think there's again there's far greater awareness and through far greater awareness also there's far greater greater um, support for arts and mental health activity um, and and that, that's very useful it, it, I'm, I'm kind of slightly flummoxed by the question because it's 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 yeah it, it, it puts it in a quite a particular context I suppose and then I'm kind of starting kind of struggling on that it, with that context in terms of our own involvement in that. Were you aware of any organisations that were doing similar things across Scotland? Uh, yes, absolutely. So there was Projectability in, in Glasgow um, and but also uh, uh, other organisations in Manchester and, 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 and London who were exploring uh, I suppose it, a, a a, a more specific relationship or, 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 or a different type of relationship um, in in relation to to arts mental health and ongoing involvement and support and there was a there was a kind of interesting tension there in terms of art and art making and that process, which is which is personal, which can be specific to the individual, and something which is much more an, an art um, opportunity provided within a particular service setting. So it might be a day centre, or it might be an art-specific studio, or it might be a combination of the two. With um, the other organisations, you mentioned that you had partnerships with and also the, the other organisations who are doing similar things. Um, how, how easy was it to connect up with people and share ideas? Uh, fairly, fairly easy, fairly easy. But once you become aware of, of I suppose, what, what you're aiming to do what you can see is possible you tend to try and find other situations where that's happening as well so you can learn from them you can share your ideas with them you, you, you in a way you start building up a, a network of to some extent like-minded people because it, it, it helps you reinforce what it is that you're doing as, as being something that I suppose is useful or impactful, or, or or makes sense in the wider world as well. 
how did you encourage people, particularly those with lived experience, to get involved in the creative process? Um, simply, I suppose, but by building relationships, very simply, um, and, and, and by making people aware that the, those opportunities existed within Artlink, uh, and then by understanding where where those particular individuals were at, and in a way what, what, what suited them best, and how we could best respond to that, and that sometimes actually was about saying, well, there's this other organisation who's providing something that you're really looking for, I suggest you go and speak to them rather than um, come and work with us um, because at that point there were other more structured opportunities available as well. How do you think that this type of working together impacts the arts? That's a good question. I don't think it impacts the arts. Um, I think it it helps and 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 and, and to sort of reinforces what it is that you're, or helps challenge or reinforce what you're thinking or you're trying aiming to do. Um, but to a certain extent, the arts is such a broad concept within this kind of realm that to for me art and art making is something that's personal it's something that is is uh, relates to that individual and therefore relates to how they want to use that and and I remember using the analogy is that not everyone who kicks a ball wants to become a professional footballer so not everyone who starts writing or picks up a paintbrush or you know uh, gets involved in, in, in performing wants to become a professional performer so uh, how it impacts on the arts is that in a way it, it, it challenges that perception of what art making is it doesn't challenge the perception of what art is but, but it does challenge that perception I, I, I think Sometimes it's quite a good way because it's quite a complex question to answer. Okay, the next section of questions is around um, the audience. So with the people who use your services or yep. take part in your projects, yep. what sort of people are you trying to reach? Is, For instance, is there a particular age range or... Um, other kind of demographic that you're trying to so so I suppose what who we're trying to reach are adults um, and um, there's no particular geography or demographic that we're particularly trying to reach um, we tend to people tend to get in touch with us because they have an interest in in art or creative endeavors mm-hmm. um, and then what we are trying to do is to work out from that point what the best response is. And sometimes the best response is, is actually sort of saying, well, I think what you're looking for, you can find elsewhere because it will support you better than what we can do for you. Uh, and sometimes that is about just 
developing and building up a relationship to understand how how people see art creativity for themselves how they see collectively as a group of people and what you can then do with that so that's that audience and then obviously there are other audiences that might we then collectively might um, focus in, in an art outcome too so in the past that has been some quite impressive theatre pieces um, which always explored explored issues around mental health but in a way that they were theatre first and foremost um, and, and contained people's personal experiences to understand how any piece of art is created um, so there wasn't necessarily an overt mental health message within that, um, but there was obviously content within that which would relate to people's own personal experiences, which would then make people, uh, I suppose, more subtly aware of what issues were happening in, in, in an individual's life that might also reflect onto their own lives, um, to a certain extent, as you would create any art piece. What were the what are the key messages that you are trying to get across to the people that you work with? That we work with rather than Oh sorry, the people who are using the services. I'm not sure we have any key messages apart from that there is an open opportunity for people to engage. Uh, there is a there is immense value in what they have to offer and there is a, I suppose a responsibility on us all collectively to then work out how we can how how that shapes what we do so it's quite it's it's it's, it's a bit of an esoteric process um but to a certain extent it reflects a process of of how you would think about making a piece of work is that you research what it is that's around you you, you you distill from that what you feel is important at that particular time you then pursue a particular interest or a particular fascination within that over a period of time and you tend to conclude that as a as, as, as a kind of expression of what that interest was and that might be a theatre piece it might be a piece of furniture or it might be a series of actions um, because art and art making has no one single particular form or particular way of, of, of setting itself expressing itself so it's not necessarily something that you make for a white box or a black box uh, it, it lives across a far greater spectrum of activity. I don't know if I've explained that well. But so when people um, start to use your service, what what happens? Is there an initial meeting? Yeah. We basically get to know people as much as we can before um, they get involved with us, and that's as much their decision as it would be our decision. Um but I suppose we make sure that, the, that that we feel the fit is right 
and we feel there's an opportunity to for people to purposely develop and 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 build on their innate potential are there any um standout pieces of art that have come about through through artlink oh absolutely all the time <laughs> um yes and 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 and, and they they, they've been very interesting because if I cast my mind back because I've been doing this since 1992 uh, in, in, in terms of, of especially focus on mental health um, in the early years it was about kind of bringing people together and telling a story So and, and some of the theatre pieces were quite impressively well put together and written, constructed, performed um, by the people who were involved in that um, and we've m moved from that work onto more uh, individually focused work uh, and and uh, stand up piece of of that work was actually then a, a, a culmination of of people telling their story through art about art, so it wasn't telling their story about mental health, and, and, and in my answers I've, I've, I've always been quite careful to either way avoid that specific focus, um, because it, in, a, in a way it is part of people, and therefore if they make art it will express themselves itself anyway. Um, but there was a, the, the, it was called Looking Glass I think. Uh, was a DVD which basically followed four people who made uh, somebody composed a piece of music, beautiful piece of music. Somebody talked about their um, creative um, visual arts practice. Somebody talked about um, their music as well. That, 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 that their their interest and, and fascination with jazz. Um, somebody talking about their writing I think I can't remember now it's quite, all these things are quite a long time ago but, but again they, they're punctuating our own experience <laughs> development in, in how we supported the work so at that point we were supporting very much individual individuals to in a way develop their own practice further um, and that has now merged again much more into a collective practice which is led by the individuals involved and, and, and pursues quite an interesting meandering route um, of different types of interest. Can, um, sorry. That's fine. Can you explain to me a little bit more about how the collective practice works? Uh, it's just, it's negotiators. <laughs> it is It is about looking at what the common interests are and, 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 and trying to meld some of those together uh, but not necessarily force them together so it is about trying to accommodate everyone's interest single individual interest in what is a, 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 a group situation and then collectively pulling focus on particular aspects of that as, as time progresses to a certain extent which is very much called the Curious Route Programme for that 
particular reason because it actually it very much pursues people's curiosities and then it gets punctuated by particular events as people conclude a particular line of inquiry. Again, a lot of this goes back to the creative and arts process. During the, the time um, that I think has been running, have there been any common themes that have emerged through people's art? No, no essentially no, because they're essentially they're, they're about individuals and their interests and their, their experiences, but also their, their potential to a certain extent. So, uh, it's it's wide and varied, um, and sometimes expresses itself visually. Sometimes it expresses itself through music. Sometimes it expresses itself through food making. Sometimes it expresses itself to to building installations. So there's lots of different iterations of that, and 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 in a way, long may and should that continue. Okay, the next section is around funding. Yeah. Who, yes, please. <laughs> who funded the work that you're doing? Uh, who funded the work? So a lot of the work was initially funded by trusts and foundations, long, long time ago, so we're talking kind of the early 90s. Um, it was then, uh, as there, it was then called funded through the Mental Illness Specific Grant, which became the Mental Health Specific Grant. Um, and we've been able to hold on to that resource um, basis since 1992 so we've the work has always been funded long term which is allow, allows us to build up the relationships that we feel are necessary to actually create opportunities that are meaningful um, and are informed and shaped by the people involved in it rather than are there for the organization to to in a way look good by doing stuff and then moving on to another project so that's that's one of the things that when I started the, this work became very clear to me very early on is that there is, a, there is a, always a, a tension between an organisation doing short term projects um, with people who, who actually need longer term opportunities and if you pull focus on the short term, you can create stunning, interesting pieces of work. And, and, and I've seen a lot of that come and go. And my question is always, ultimately, who's that for and who benefits most from that? And I don't think it's the, the, the participants, the people who are involved in the project that necessarily benefit from that. They benefit from it at the time and a benefit from the boost that any kind of exposure may may um, uh, may have happened. But actually, very often what then happens is that um, the organisation moves on and, and leaves the person who was involved in there with, in a way, the, 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 the inevitable disappointment after something is finished which is kind of now what we're going to do and oh right that's disappeared oh well it actually reinforces a lot of what I think are the service experiences of people with enduring mental health anyway which is 
great, we'll sort you out. There you go, six months, now, you, now you're stable, off you go. And actually that's very often not how things work or work out. You mentioned that initially it was you got funding through trusts and foundations. How, yep. how easy was it to get that funding? At the, um, at the time, pretty difficult, actually. I think it's easier now to a certain extent than it was then because it was it was newer to people, so they wanted more evidence, but there was also a, 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 a less of an understanding of arts practice within this realm and more of an understanding about therapy within this realm. Um, so, so people were either concerned that you're providing therapy when you were actually not qualified as therapists or wanted you to be provide therapy when we weren't qualified as therapists so we could never do that and we would never want to do that partly because that wouldn't be wrong but also because the intention of 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 why we create those opportunities are not around the therapeutic benefit being the primary objective is actually about people's potential and their interests and 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 their fascination with with art or cultural production to whatever degree and level that they wish to pursue that. What are some of the differences between how we access funding now and how you access funding back during the early 90s? Well, some of it, some of it has been been but some of the difference, some some of it, there is no difference. You, you still go through a similar process. The, 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 there is a greater awareness of the benefit of art within this context. So there is greater availability of potential opportunity. Um, From, from my own experience, it hasn't changed that much, but I know I'm, I'm aware that in other contexts it has changed, but I'm not sure that a, a, a kind of commissioning or, or contractual environment is actually the right environment to pursue an arts interest. It changes the nature of what you do and why you do it. I'm just checking, is the battery still okay? Um, the next section is about the impact of your work. So what do you think the overall impact has been of the, the work that you do here at ArtLink? Good question. I think you need to ask the people who do, do it, um, rather than me, first and foremost. I think it, it 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 gives people an opportunity to explore what's possible for them, um, who, who they are, but not in a in, not in an analytical therapeutic way, but much more as a person and how they relate to others through an arts practice or or a pursuit of of an interest in arts or an interest actually a much broader interest. Um, that 
impact mostly if, as an observer is positive when it's happening is positive when when people are feeling well and good about themselves I'm not sure it changes anything and I'm not sure that actually that's what is important about it so actually you know so so so, so it, it, it has a whole range of, of positive outcomes at a time because I suppose we make damn sure that um, that that happens um, Yeah, you need to ask the people, don't ask me. What would you say your main successes have been? Uh, keeping it going for this long? No. <laughs> Apart from that is actually making sure that, that that opportunity continues to be available, it continues to be live, continues to grow and develop. And, and and I suppose we never tire from learning. Um, so we're not we're not here to provide a service. We're not here to provide a range of set opportunities. We are here to create an environment in which people can engage in in art and cultural activity in its widest sense. Um, and 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 share those opportunities with whoever is around them at that particular time. Um, and I've now lost my train of thought completely but in a way that's what is important to me and to, to I think what, what, what we provide here Are you aware of any people who used your services and created art here who have gone on to keep art as being an important part in their yeah. life. Yeah, there's people, there's, there's lots of people who've, who've gone on, who, who we will come across again at points, um, who will continue to pursue their particular interest. Normally they'll get in touch with us because they have that specific interest. And as people have moved on to our college, etc, etc, etc. So there, there are a range of, of different things that happen. I'm, I'm really careful and really clear that I don't think that one particular outcome is any more valuable than another particular outcome because I think it very depends depends on what happens for that person and where they are at that particular time and how, if they have an enduring mental illness, how that affects them. We're not here to, to fix people and we're not here to make artists out of them, but if that is where they want to go, then we will do everything to support those possibilities. Could you tell me a little bit more about some of the challenges that you've faced over the, over the years? Yeah, I suppose some of the challenges are, are about understanding what our role is, and understanding what our limitations are, um, uh, and you know, there's there's some interesting things that have happened. So, for instance, we had had somebody come through the door who wanted to compose a piece of music, 
and had written a piece of music and we had absolutely no idea what that piece of music was like and 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 so we we do what we would normally do is 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 meet that face value so say, well that's brilliant um, how can we what can we do to support you and and he sort of said well i want it performed by an orchestra and we sort of said well that might be difficult but let's see if we can get a chamber orchestra and, and, and explore your music and 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 um which we did and his music was beautiful and we got very excited about how beautiful his music was and what else we could do with that and what he could be doing with us and for us and in, in different situations uh, and i remember a meeting really clearly with him kind of exploring that sort of saying well could we do this and we could be doing that and he thanked us very much for our time and thanked us very much for the opportunity but that was enough for him and it was a really salient lesson in not getting too carried away with your own ambitions but actually always carefully listening to the ambitions of the people that you're working with um, and I think those are our biggest challenges because the biggest challenges are not to get too excited about what we think is possible but actually always make sure that that is created through the people that we're working with at that particular time. And through improving your understanding of that, has that changed? Has that shaped how ArtLink yes. works? Yeah, that shapes how, how we operate within that area of group actually throughout the organization so that we, we, we tend to learn from from all these situations that we work in as to what our role is which is supporting but can also be challenging but positively challenging so the same well what about or have you thought um or that's great could we but then really carefully listening to where you get back so when you sort of say well Oh, this is great your music is wonderful and you know we're doing this video and it would be great if you're playing music for it etc 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 it's a really good example of where i think we, we got carried away because you kind of see the potential but only the potential from your point of view and from your mind's eye and actually what you always have to do within this kind of context is not set that aside so i think it's absolutely fine to voice it and to sort of say oh this is what i can see but also to carefully listen to what comes back at you and then kind of go, that's absolutely great. And if the, that's not where you want to take it, don't take it there because actually it's not only your intellectual property, but it's also your, your you know, it's, it's the path that you're treading, not the path that you're treading. Not sure making any sense, but there you go. No, it's all very interesting. Um, I think we maybe covered this earlier on, but do you think anything's changed as a result of the work that ArtLink does? Again, there's some really big questions in there. Um, uh, more than likely, not massively, but I also think that you know we will continue to contribute to to. wider discussions from a point of view of what we've learned and I think that's how you change things it's actually about sharing what you've understood from what you have done yourself with other people who might also benefit from that learning 
and who might not necessarily it's not about adopting or that it's, it's, it's more about adapting so it's and and saying oh well that's that sounded really interesting i would like to find out more about that or that's a really interesting approach i'm going to try that myself and see what happens with it so it's about sharing some of that um, understanding more widely um, because that's ultimately how I suppose how learning develops and how this type of work may develop as well there is no method there's no outlet method or there's an outlet approach but there is no you know, we don't have a toolkit neither would we ever want to have one Now I'd like to discuss mental health and the arts more yep. generally. Why do you think it's important that mental health is covered in art? I think it's important for any experience that um, causes greater limitations but opportunities to pursue interests or pursue social contact or pursue um, uh, other types of yeah, opportunity um, to be to be given that chance so I think it's important because it's actually normally we're talking about individuals who have less opportunity to, to, to engage with or to pursue something than, than would normally be the case. Thinking about arts, events, potentially, potentially things like the theatre work or the, the, the musical um, work that you've spoken about, who is most likely to be impacted in a positive way through attending those kind of events? I suppose if there, if, if there are events and we've had film screenings and performances, then, then obviously there, there, there's, there's two people who potentially, two groups that potentially benefit from that. One is the artists of the artists who who showcase what it is that they have thought about and, 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 and want to communicate. And if that goes well then then that's that's a benefit and as I've said before, you know, we would always make sure that it does you know, it has the best chance of succeeding. Because you can never guarantee that everything goes well. But um and in terms of audiences, uh, it, it is an opportunity to engage with that work, first and foremost. Um, and by engaging with that work, it, it, it may raise awareness of individual potential. And it may raise awareness of, of everyone's individual potential, um, whether you have good mental health or you experience um, periods of mental or of bad mental health or mental ill health. Thank you.
How has the arts contributed to the way that we view mental health more generally? Yes, another one. It's not one of these big ones where you sort of think, well, it's too simple. What what is meant by that? Um, the arts. I think I think sometimes it has um, it, it perpetuates myths, uh, and sometimes it, it raises awareness. But it only raises awareness. So art only raises awareness if it really touches you, if you engage with it. Um, it's not about necessarily an overt message of a particular experience that makes you more aware of. It is um, the specificity of the the connection that it makes with you that allows you to develop a, a, a greater understanding of yourself and therefore your own attitudes and therefore your your understanding of um, particular issues. Do you think that art can play a role when it comes to tackling mental health stigma and discrimination? Yeah, but not necessarily in a overt way. So I think it really refer back to the question to to what my my answer just now is it is about kind of how you create opportunities for for work to to touch others and whether that is with an overt message or 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 a a less overt message depends on the audience you talk to so both work i know what works for me which is what i talk about because i can't really talk about why what does it work for me how would you like the relationship between mental health and the arts in Scotland to develop in the next five or ten years? I think it would be useful to think about how, how, how there is a kind of, there's a, there's a broader awareness of, I suppose, what arts interventions there are around uh, and and how they support individuals how they support collective experience um, how they pull focus on that experience and 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 and, and what the i suppose different perspectives within that are because there are many about knowing there's no one single answer or there's no one single method or there's no one single way of of thinking about art or thinking about art and mental health it's a bit of a fake connection to, to be honest because you know there could be also art and women or art and you know dogs some random examples there art and parakeets anyway okay we've reached the end of the questions that I would like to ask is there anything else you want to say or anything you feel we haven't discussed today that you'd like to add Uh, 
Not that I can think of straight away. I'll, I'll think of it in about half an hour's time. Uh, I think it's interesting because there's some really big questions in there that are far more difficult to answer, which are actually the interesting ones. So when you start talking about art and art making, and then to connect that to a specific experience, it is useful because it allows you to explore that specific experience through the prism of, but does it really? Yeah. And is art making not something that's much broader and, and, and in a way more common to us all than just that specific experience? So there is a kind of there's a tension there that would be interesting to explore, and I don't think we explore that often. So, so art within these kind of within mental health or within healthcare or within social care or with older people become something much more instrumental and actually what that uh, misses is what I think the essence of art is which is our own, our own cultural expression of who we are and what we see and what we like and what we dislike and, and, and what we're thinking and those are actually the, the, the aspects of, of art that I think are really important when we think about specific situations because it allows you to articulate and see the situations differently it allows you to explore them in a way that you haven't done before because actually the single focus is no longer the specific issue which in this case might be mental health it is our humanity which I quite like Okay, if you haven't got anything else to add, then many thanks for participating and I'll stop the recording now. Okay, now I have to listen back to all of that. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody